0: I am super excited to to continue on in this series. Uh I believe we hit something. You you know you there's people that are digging for gold and and they they hit uh they hit a gold rush and they get they get something and I I've, I've seen this in this series that uh that God uh has used this to bring things, some things into surface so that people can get them dealt with so that they can move forward in a healthy and a, a very uh, strong way in their relationship. So we're talking about high-level relationships. And and the tendency for people, especially in our society where we're at today, is that people walk away from relationships instead of working through working through their problems, working through their issues. and uh, And if they do stay in a relationship, they're not doing a good job working through it. And so we're gonna, we've been talking about high-level relationships and how to work through uh, our differences. And we started out talking about the expense of offense and what it costs. If we uh, get offended and we take that offense and we uh, just hold on to it, And there's an expense. There's, a, there's something that will cost you. And so we've got we've to watch that. Also, uh, the second week we talked about when offense takes over. That was last week what that looks like when offense takes over. And, uh, and so today what I want to do is I want to talk about defense against offense. Uh, we need to have a defense against offense. And then next week we're going to conclude this series and we're going to be talking about becoming unoffendable. Becoming unoffendable. Okay? And so uh, if you haven't uh, noticed, we're talking about how to deal with offenses in our life. And uh, the reason is, is because so many people are not only getting offended, but they're not not knowing how to deal with their offenses. And Jesus' disciples came to him one day, and uh, they were asking him, uh, what will be the sign of your coming, and what will be the end of the age? And, And then Jesus began to talk about a variety of different things in Matthew 24. He started talking about wars, rumors of wars. A variety of different things that are going to be going on in the last days. And by the way, that's where we're at. And uh, and then he began to unfold this thought. And this is where I want to take us today in Matthew 24, verse 10. And it starts there and it says, and then many will be offended. Hmm, interesting. In the last days, many are going to be offended. And we're living in a society where it doesn't take much to offend it doesn't take much for people to just get offended over the littlest thing in their life. And it said many. That means it's not going to just be a select few or a little bit. It's going to be across the board. What's interesting, if you'll go look at statistics uh, in marriages, we just had a fantastic marriage conference. As a matter of fact, it was over the top. I, I believe it's probably the best that we've uh, ever had, and it was over the top. And, uh, and so, you know, in marriages, one of the things that we see is that uh, the divorce rate among Christians and non-Christians are, are, are uh, pretty close to being equal. You, you see the same happening among believers as you do non-believers. And that shouldn't be. As believers, we ought to, we ought to be able to uh, work through our relationships because we got the marriage manual. We we got the word of God that tells us how to deal with relationships and how to work through relationships, and, but in these last days we're seeing we're seeing uh, that relationships are very shallow at best, for the most part. And then if they, you don't like something, you just you just unfriend them, right? Uh, or you just you just you just erase them. You just dis- discard them. And uh, and so you just you just remove yourself from them rather than working through it. And I believe that God divinely, one of my daily prayers is that we would have the relationships that God wants in our lives all the time. And uh, I believe that relationships in our life, just because they're God ordained doesn't mean that they're, it's easy, that there's going to be some work that goes along with it. And so we see here it says many will be offended. And we'll per- betray one another and it, be- it becomes progressive. So if you see an offense and you don't deal with it, it goes on and can lead to betrayal. And then it says, and we'll hate one another. How is it that you marry somebody, you love them, you give yourself to them, and then all of a sudden, somewhere down the road, it turns into hate? It's because it started with an offense. It started with something that didn't get dealt with that should have gotten dealt with. And it ended up in betrayal and then, uh, and then hate. And then it goes on and moves into a place of deception. Says many false prophets will rise up, you'll hear people that are speaking and talking and you'll hear all kinds of voices out in the world prophesying things about our relationships, speaking into our relationships. And we're taking heed of it and listening to it. And it says we'll be deceived. And then it says, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold, but he who endures to the end will be saved. And so you see this progression here of what happens when uh, an uh, offense is embraced. And what we want to talk about is how to defend against offenses in our life. How do we actually deal with an offense? Holy Spirit, we need your help and i'm here to tell you that every one of us deal with offenses not one person's left out we are we are either dealing with it properly or or we're we're doing it wrongly and so uh i'm going to take you to luke chapter 17 i believe it's the enemy's plot to destroy relationships and he does it through through offenses and uh jesus was addressing some of this uh In Luke chapter 17, verse 1 through 6, and it says, And he said to his disciples, It is impossible that no offenses should come. That means it's going to come to us all. Chances are, it happened to you this morning. Chances are you got offended because somebody didn't say hi to you. They didn't smile at you. Maybe they did something that you just didn't like and it rubbed you wrong. Chances are, you know, you had an argument on the way to church. Uh, who knows what, what kind of offense may have come to you. How did you deal with it? How did you respond to it? All that kind of thought that, uh, thoughts that we want to deal with today. So it says, it is impossible that no offenses shall come, but woe to him through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone was hung around his neck And he were thrown into the sea, then that he should offend one of these little ones. And then it shifts gears. shifts gears from those that are offending you to you and how you respond. It says, take heed to yourselves. We're going to be talking about that today. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you, uh, seven seven times in a day and 70 times in a day return to and returns to you and saying, I repent, you forgive him. And the apostles (laughs) said to the Lord, increase our faith. (laughs) I need some help with this Lord. If this is going to be happening that many times, I need some faith. Can't do this on my own. And that's exactly right. And, uh, And then so the Lord said to them, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled pulled up by its roots and be planted into the sea and it would obey you. I'm going to break that down as quickly as I can and share these truths with you that I believe will transform your life and how to defend against offenses. First thought I want to give you today is number one, expect offenses to come. Expect him to come. Guys, if we will just predetermine how to react when they come, I think we'll be ahead of the game. We just need to know that they're going to happen in every relationship that we have. Now notice here in Luke 17 verse 1, he told his disciples, it is impossible that no offenses will come. It's going to come to you, it's going to come to me, it's going to come to us all a matter of fact, there's a good chance that I'm going to offend you up here. It happens. For the word's sake, people get offended. It's not my intent. I'm not looking to offend you. I'm not looking to make you mad. I'm not looking to step on your feet. But there's a good chance that I'm going to offend you because you don't like something that I say. What you're going to have to do is you're going to have to predetermine how you're going to respond to that offense that comes your way. Jesus said offenses are going to come. They may be subtle offenses, they may be obvious, an obvious jab or some kind of just just obvious action towards towards you from somebody else, but they're going to come. How are we going to deal with it? How are we going to process through it? I think if we're going to have a defense against offenses, then we're we're going to have to predetermine how to deal with them. We're going to have to expect them to come. They're going to happen in our life, in every relationship in our life. Now, i if you've been with us, you've been tracking with us, I've been talking about there's at least four types of, of offenses that you're going to experience. Number one is imaginary offenses. And that happens where you imagined something and it wasn't even true. And so I'm not going to get into all that. I don't have the time this morning. Secondly is accidental offense. That happens all the time, like all the time. I see that happening. Thirdly is an adopted offense. It's not something that was direct, directed to you, but it was somebody close to you that got offended because of somebody else had hurt them, and you took on that offense, and now you have resentment towards that other person. And then lastly is an, an intentional offense where somebody just came out and just was being ugly to you. They were just being mean to you. They were, just, they were out to get you. Okay? Those are those offenses that we have to deal with. But here's the thing I want you to understand. If you are in contact with somebody long enough, offenses are going to happen. It's going to happen. The closer you are, the more that you're in contact with somebody, the more the potential that you're going to get offended by somebody. It's going to happen. Uh, this past Tuesday, uh, this happened with me. I was, I was uh, just enjoying a meal. I like eating. And I know some of you that know my eating habits. You say you might think, "How can you enjoy what you eat?" <laughs> Amen. Amen. But I was just enjoying. I mean, I'm just going to town. I'm chewing away, and I'm just I'm just eating away. And all of a sudden, something got in the way. Side of my cheek inside. It's still sore. And it hurt. It did hurt. And and let me just tell you that there's going to be times where you're just going away in life. You're just enjoying life. You're just enjoying that. And then all of a sudden you come into contact with somebody that you're close to. Could be a spouse. Could be a child. Could be a friend. Could be a church. It could be your pastor. And something's done and it hurts your feelings. Wah, wah, wah. because you're so feeling, tr- feeling driven that you got hurt over that little thing listen you're going to have to get over the feelings thing if you go by feelings you're you're going to be most miserable all your life god's given us feelings they're good but they're not to be they're not to lead you in your life because sometimes your feelings are not going to be accurate they're not going to be, they're not gonna be uh, giving you a good reading of what the situation is. And so you can't go by those feelings. So I'm sitting, I'm sitting there eating away, and all of a sudden, I got hurt. And that happens in relationships. Anything that you're close to, my teeth are close to the side of my inside cheek. And anybody that you're close to, is this a good illustration? Anybody that you're close to is probably going to hurt you either intentionally, accidentally, either through you imagining it, or some way. And maybe just a little, maybe they're just joking and they just do that little subtle jab. And it hurts you. Jeremy Grace. <laughs> Not Jeremy. Not Jeremy. <laughs> Is that? But if you'll predetermine how to respond when it happens, you can get over it as quick as you res- you got hurt by it. You, you can respond to it and say, you know what, I am not going to get offended over that. I'm choosing not to because Scripture says we don't have to. Psalm 119 verse 165 says, Great peace have they who love your law, but nothing shall offend them or make them stumble. Jesus said it's impossible that offenses would come to you, but just because they come doesn't mean that you need to be offended by them. If you'll predetermine ahead of time when your feelings get hurt, because primarily that's what it is your pride, your feelings, your flesh, your flesh. Your flesh. <laughs> when, when, when all that happens, you know, you got to determine, you know what? I love God. I love his word. I love, what, I, I, I love the peace that I have from God greater than that, that little pain that I just encountered. Now, I'm not making light of some of your pains because I'm telling you, there's been some things that have intentionally been done to you that has hurt you Deeply. That's why we go back to the word because he is our healer. He sent his word to heal us and deliver us from all destruction, not part, not some, not part way, all. Amen. And if we'll just love his word, we can still get over it immediately. And Lord, I'm not going to take an offense. Now, I just, I just want to clarify. I think people need to know this. That doesn't mean if there's some jerk that's out to get you, that you allow that person into your life and have full access to you to keep hurting you over and over and over again. Okay? He who walks with the wise will be wise, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. So you don't keep walking with a fool. By the way, there's three types of people in the world. There's wise people, there's foolish people and there's evil people. And there are evil people. And even though they may be evil, you just, you refuse to be offended by them. You keep walking in the peace of God. You just don't give them access to your life anymore. Amen? Amen? Amen. All right. Are we good? Good. So, predetermine. (laughs) Expect offenses to come. Number two, Exercise yourself against offenses. When I wrote this down, I thought, maybe I need to word this differently, but I thought, no, I'm just going to take it as it says it in Scripture, and we need to see this. Now, remember I said earlier in Luke 17, he shifted gears, right? And he says, take heed to yourselves. Make sure that you're watching how... uh, How you respond, and if if somebody offends you, you know, seven times a day, 70 70, uh, times in a day if you need to, whatever it takes, you can can make this happen. Okay? Are you with me? Tracking. So what I want to do is I want to take you to Acts chapter 24, and I want you to see this in verse 16. And it says, "For as for this reason, I do exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense toward God and toward man. He says, I exercise my, myself to always have a conscience that's clear, clean, that's full of the peace of God that's void of of an offense in my life it's an exercise i looked up that word exercise and it means by training and discipline i train myself i discipline myself in other words this is something it's you know if if you've trained it any way in your life <laughs> it's not always easy training's not easy it's It's not easy to get up this like I did this morning and go do what I do every morning. It's not easy but I do it it's a it's a training it's a discipline. when offense comes and they come and they come to us all, you've got to train yourself you've got to discipline yourself how to respond to them so that your conscience is not contaminated and become impure. You need to keep your conscience pure before God and before man. There's a lot of people that struggle with this day after day after day after day. I saw something this week I want to I want to show it to you. Matthew chapter 5 one of my favorite scriptures keeps me pure before the Lord. When temptations come to me, I I quote this, Matthew 5, 8, it says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see the Lord. Blessed are, blessed, blessed, I mean, this is the, this is that high level living, that high level relationships, this is having the best in our life, blessed are the pure in heart. Sounds like somebody that's exercising themselves to keep a conscience pure of offense before God and man. Blessed are the pure. I looked up that word pure. Interesting enough, the, the, the English word of it, because I'm not going to pronounce the, uh, the, the Greek word, but it comes from the, the English word catheter. Now, process this with me for just a moment. When a catheter is used, either male or female, I think we think of the pain of the catheter, but, but think about it. What's it used for? It's used to keep a steady flow to keep you pure, to keep you clean, to purify you from the waste, Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are those that keep a flow of purity and cleansing and keeping their heart pure and cleansed from, from any contamination of impurity of offenses in their life. Blessed are those people, for they shall see the Lord. I saw something else in this. Your vision becomes skewed when you allow offenses into your heart. Blessed are the pure heart, for they shall see the Lord. You start seeing things wrongly, indifferently, incorrectly whenever you allow an offense in your life. Oh, my gosh. We need to have an unrestricted flow in our life. Okay, let me go on. So how do we do this? Because it's easier said than done. How do we do this? I think the biggest thing is that Scripture instructs us to honor all people. Some people are hard to honor. We honor all people. I think this society lacks it. Right now, I'm in a book called Honor by John Brevere. Just, man, it's, I tell you, just an inspiring, good book. And uh, he's dealing with honor. I'm just thinking about this, but... Man, Jesus began to unfold some difficult things and how to deal with an offense in our life. In Matthew chapter five, verse forty-four, it says, "But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you." Let's be honest in the house. Those that are offending you, are you really truly loving them, blessing them, doing good to them, and praying for them? I mean, this this is how how we exercise ourselves against offense. This is an exercise that we exercise in our lives. It's loving the unlovely. It It is blessing those that are undeserving of our blessing. It is is praying for those, it is doing good for those that have hurt us, and some of them even hurt us deeply. That's an exercise, that's something that you got to work at, you got to make happen. It doesn't come naturally, it doesn't come easily, but it's something that you can do, and it's for your benefit. It keeps your conscience clear keeps you pure, keeps that catheter working in you, that steady flow of cleansing out that ugliness and that nastiness and that, that wants to take over your soul. That would love, the enemy would love to use to, to get your vision off, get your perspective off of God because your reality is determined by how you perceive things. And if you perceive things wrong, that's your reality. If you perceive it right, thank God, that's still your reality. That's good preaching. So let me give you the last, because I've only spent so much time on this, and this last one was like off the charts. And I don't have time to expound on it, but you'll get the meat of it. Resist all seeds of offense. We're still talking about defense against offenses. uh, 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 Resist the seeds, all seeds, of offense or offenses. Luke 17 verses 5 through 6, it says an apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, what mulberry tree? How did he shift from dealing with offenses to mulberry trees? Because your offense is a seed, if you receive it, is planted in you that produces a tree in your life or a harvest in your life. And he says, uh, he says, say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by its roots and be planted into the sea, and it will obey you. Now, interesting mulberry tree. Mulberry trees, if you'll go uh, do some research on them, they are root, They have roots that are tons of roots. That are totally intertwined. They start out small. That's how an offense is. It starts out small. And and then it begins to it begins to intertwine throughout our life. Another thing is, is that it stays more towards the surface and it spreads out further. It it, it it expands out in width rather than depth. So it begins to cover lots of territory in our life. More than our relationships, it begins to affect all kinds of decision making. As I said earlier, the way that we see things, uh, it it begins to affect everything, and we become, we become, we become a mulberry tree that is. that is not only being affected by that offense, but it starts affecting a lot of territory in our life and a lot of relationships in our life. It happens. Can you see that? And I want you to see something. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 through 15, it says, pursue peace. That's our that's what great peace have they that love his law. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Are you seeing the scripture come together? Looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up and cause trouble, and by this many be. To become defiled. Isn't that awesome? That God is revealing to us how to defend against offenses. He says don't even let the seed of, 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 of offense enter into your life. Because when it does and you allow it to stay there. It's, eventually it's going to cover a lot of territory. It's going to intertwine through uh, many parts. And probably a lot of your life. If not most of your life. And you're going to wish you didn't allow it into your life. So Matthew chapter 5, verse 23 and 24. Jesus is pretty serious about this. He says, therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way First, be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. When somebody has an offense towards you and you know it, if you don't try to reconcile it, do your part, eventually what's going to happen is that you'll probably go ahead and pick up that offense yourself and be resentful towards them. He says, do your best to reconcile. We realize that we can't reconcile everything with everyone. Now, you better be glad I'm out of time. Because I had some, I was going to meddle. Just, I was just going to get into some, some of your stuff. But I'm just believing that the Holy Spirit is doing that. I will just put this out there. Your old, your old flesh will get puffed up, irritated about pretty much anything and everything that rubs you wrong. And you're just going to have to exercise yourself to not allow that in your life. And you're going to have to make sure that you're resisting those seeds of resentment, those seeds of unforgiveness, those seeds of, uh, of offenses in your life. Because I'm telling you, you don't want this running through your whole life. It'll affect your destiny. We saw that with David and Saul, and we saw that with Moses. We saw that with all these different uh, patriarchs in Scripture. We saw that happening in their life because they did not deal with offenses in their life. David's wife just caused her to be unfruitful. Walls go up. All kinds of things happen. So I'm going to close this message off and say, because I'm totally reliant upon Him. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you? What's He speaking to you? What do you need to resolve? What do you need to what do you need to do? Do you need prayer? Do you need, what, what is it that you need to do? Don't walk out of this place. Let's get that mulberry tree plucked out of your life. Let's get that out of your life so that you can be healthy and whole in every area of your life. In Jesus' mighty name, would you bow your heads, please?